Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday morning services. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I absolutely appreciate it. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. If you'd like to get involved and you can, live as it is happening, you can call 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. You can also email us, radio at bond, church at bondinfo.org. Doug is going to kill me about that. He said, make sure you read it this time so you don't get them. Church at bondinfo.org. You can email us and put your name in town, name in town, your emails. And good morning to you guys. Everybody, and ladies, everybody here today. Uh, appreciate you guys coming. I know it's vacation time and everybody vacation and it's hot in L.A. So, but thank you for coming out anyway. I want to talk to you about evil, good versus evil. And, um, and, and how to recognize uh, evil when you see it and recognize good. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I think a lot of people don't recognize evil when they see it. They call evil good and good evil. And God said, war unto the man or the woman who call good evil and evil good. Um, everybody know by now that Michael Jackson aspired, right? Who don't know about that? <laughs> well, Michael Jackson expired a couple of weeks ago, I guess, or a week ago, whatever. And they had his funeral last week. And um, it was at the uh, Staples Center here in Los Angeles. And a whole lot of folks showed up, a lot of families and friends and other folks just, just wanted to be there. And I'm looking at this, this funeral. I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw a lot of it. And I realized, in the, the Bible said, let the dead bury the dead. I realized that the dead were burying the dead at that funeral. And that most of the people there, at least the ones who spoke at the funeral, uh, were dead people burying another dead man. And I also saw evil at work at a funeral. First, I don't know why. I don't, and maybe you guys and ladies can help me here. I don't know where this thing come from that... Um, at a funeral, you have to lie about the person. You have to literally just make up lies. Don't tell any truth about the person at all. And I've talked to a few people about it already. And they said, well, at a funeral, you're not supposed to tell any negative. You're just supposed to be all nice and kind about the person, say all nice things about the person. And I'm wondering, why do you have to be, if the person was a horrible person while living, how come all of a sudden when they're dead, you have to lie about them, right? Make up some stuff, find some stuff they did that seemed nice. And I thought to myself, this is evil to do that. I would rather hear, uh, if the person wasn't a whatever, I would rather hear, let this person be an example of what not to be. You know, Like with Michael Jackson, for an example, it would have been really great to say, look, Michael Jackson had all the money and fame that any person can possibly have around the world, can possibly get. But yet he had all kind of issues. He had uh, issues with his spirit. He had issues with his, his emotions, with his body. The guy did not like himself. You know, and fame and money didn't help that at all. It didn't make him feel better. It didn't make for a better life. And so uh, it was so bad that Michael Jackson, being a black person, even according to all the reports, went out and hired a white man and a white woman to have his kids. 
and no black nothing in his children. That's how much he hated himself. And I would say, let that be an example that fame and money is not the answer. It's not going to buy you peace. It's not. Isn't that something that, that much money can't buy peace? Because it looked like if you had that much money, you can pay everybody to be nice and just pretend, and, and that would bring peace. But even that kind of money did not bring peace for the guy. And, and every, any, Michael Jackson could go anywhere in the world and was recognized. And not only was, was he recognized, people you know, would gather around him and give him all the glory that he needed. But yet, that didn't bring peace. And so many people worked so hard to get peace. You know, they, they, they think money is the answer, association is the answer. And that one, to me, that was a perfect example and a perfect time to say, that, and, it, and it wasn't putting Michael down, just speaking truth about the situation, because it's the truth that set us free. It's the truth that allowed us to find the peace that we're looking for. But I didn't hear one person say that, not one. Instead, they set him up as though he was a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., as though he was a Gandhi type of a person. They, they tried to make him better than um, uh, the white um, uh, Elvis. Anybody remember Elvis? Yes. Okay. Uh, they tried to make him be even above Elvis. So it was like in the face of white people, now we have a black hero too. We have a black king. And uh, the liars went up there, people like Al Sharpton, and said that um, Michael Jackson wasn't weird. But it was the things he had to deal with that were weird. And that was a lie. Michael Jackson was weird, and the things he had to deal with were weird. Were weird. weird. And I'm thinking, how? And then people applauded, yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah, brother, you're right. And I'm thinking, this is evil at work. But most people, some people saw it as evil. At least the white people saw it as evil. And black people saw it as good. And not all blacks, of course, but they saw it as good. And I'm thinking, now, this is a good example of evil. These people have the stage to the world, and instead of being honest and putting out good that will unite, they put out more lies that divided us rather than bringing us together. And the people are blind, too, that they can't really see what's going on. They can't recognize evil. And so we got to, you know, our theme this year is to endure. And we got a part of enduring is to really be able to recognize and see evil. You have Sheila Jackson Lee going up and saying that the Congress is uh, debating a resolution now to make Michael Jackson, uh, 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 to cause him to be appreciated and celebrated every year. You know, they want to put Michael Jackson's stamp, a uh, face on a stamp. You know, they, they're taking an evil situation and creating a good situation, what looked like a good. And just think of the message that they're sending down to the next generation of people who don't know. This is evil. This is absolute evil. When you get up and, and lie, God forbid that you guys live longer than me, and, and the Bible go to God, I have to do my funeral. If I haven't done right, don't lie about me in my death. Just tell the truth. It's not going to turn me around from hell. If that's where I'm going, so you might well say, this guy, you know, he was an awful person. Don't lie. Try to help. And it's the truth that you need to start telling. And now, some of you may disagree with me on this, and I want to hear back from you if you do. If you disagree that you should tell the truth about the person at a funeral, or should you go emotional 
and just lie on the person and say how wonderful they are. Another example of that, another thing that spoke to my heart about what was happening, happening is that um, uh, the Bible says that, and I'll read that in a minute. You can turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and I'm going to have uh, probably Lord's read it. Uh, um, the Bible says that man's heart, heart is wicked until death. He said that we have an evil heart, and that is so true. Every man and every woman has a wicked heart, an evil heart. And, and it's the hardest thing in the world to point out. It is hard to recognize. It's hard to accept. Because in the fallen state, everybody wants to think that they have a, a good heart, that the heart is good. But our hearts are evil. Our hearts are wicked. And wickedness is like taking over. It's like ruling the world right now. It's and it's so prevalent in America. I've never seen it so prevalent before. And I know that other generations of people probably say, well, I've never seen it too. Because it seemed to be getting worse. And it seemed to be accepted. And I think because people don't recognize it. I think because of the emotion of, uh, that come with it. People don't recognize it. I was... Uh, I was counseling with a couple on uh, one day, I think it's Friday or Saturday. And the wife and the husband came in, and the wife sat down, and she gave me this long story about how bad her husband is and how awful he is and the things that he has done and, and what she believes about him. And she had a lot of emotions in it. And then she gave me evidence of it happening right and it was so emotional you can almost believe it it just it just seemed so real because the story was so filled with emotion and and then you know I told her husband just be quiet I want to hear from one at a time and when I got to the husband it was a totally different story 90% of what she was saying was not true it did not happen at all and the reason I know it didn't happen because he told his side of the story. And then I, I asked her, well, where is your evidence that what you're saying is true about your husband? No, first I asked, well, is he lying about what he said? She said, well, no, he's not lying. Well, I, I don't think he's lying. I said, but are you lying? She said, no, I'm not lying. So I said, well, where is your evidence that what you're saying is true? It was all made up in her mind. And his reaction to, it's like, it looked like everything he did went along with what she was thinking. You know what I mean? You know how you can think something and it's not true, and then you can look at the person and it looked like it is true? Anybody ever done that? You guys haven't lived until you live that way. (laughs) You haven't paid attention to your mind. Your mind, your heart, the wickedness of your heart can give you images of what you think and make you think that the images are real. I'm sorry? How do you stop that, though? Very good question, and I'll answer that in a minute. How do you stop that? But you, do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. Yeah. Give me an example in your life of what I'm talking about. Because this is the evilness of the heart that God is talking about. Man's heart is evil, and, and you don't recognize that your heart is evil, so you listen to these evil things, which you think it, it seems good, but it's evil. Go ahead. Give me that, just an example of it. Something that anybody can relate to. 
I, I don't know if I have a specific example that I can think of right now, but I mean. But you know what I'm talking about. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. How many people know what I'm talking about? Because you see it in yourself. You see that in yourself. Well, this lady could not give me, but she treated her husband as though real. And at the end of the session, she finally realized that this stuff was just made up in her mind. And if he, if he just looked at her in the way that she was thinking, she would think that it was real, that what she had made up in her mind was real. I think I can give you an example. OK. So like this morning, I was talking to my dad. And like I've been having a lot of issues with my dad recently. Yes. Um, and it's just like things that used to be real, I still think are real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very good thing. So it's like the things that your dad used to do, it looked like he's still doing them at times because his actions still seem to be the same. Correct. Or his words are the same and so what. Right. So you think that it's the same thing. That's a perfect example. Absolutely example. And you want to know how do you stop that. So that you can see that this person has changed. And even though he may be saying the same thing or doing the same thing, it's not the same thing. Right. I love it. I can't answer that right now, but it is a perfect. How many people can relate to that? It's like being married and your husband had a wife of change. But you're still mad at them, so it looked like they're doing the same thing. But they're not. And then how do you prove yourself that you're not to a person who is living or operating from the wickedness of their mind, of their heart? Every heart is wicked, I'm telling you. And I don't know if you get over this wicked heart or not, but I'll tell you in a minute what to do about it. But this is what's going on in the world today, is that every man and every woman's heart is wicked. But they don't see their hearts as being wicked. They see it as being good. They think just because they get up and lie at a funeral, that is coming from a good heart. And it's coming from a wicked heart. A lie like that is a wicked heart. That's not good. It's not just because you can get up and say some sweet things about a dead person. It's no wonder Christ said, let the dead bury the dead. And you can make them, someone cry because you said a nice thing about a nice person. I mean, a dead person doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you a person of truth. It doesn't mean that you have told the truth. How can you say that you've been born again and accept all this stuff as good? It just, I'm not getting it. It just doesn't compute for me. Well, it does, but it's evil. It, I saw evil on that stage. I've seen it before, but it was, it was prevalent at that funeral. Everybody went up there and lied. Now, when they said, oh, he was a good musician, you know, he made good music, he was a good entertainer, that was the truth. He had a great talent. But even his music didn't change lives. It didn't save your soul. It made you butt dance, but it didn't save your soul. Well, his music brought blacks and white together. Yes, they came together and, and butt danced, but as soon as the butt dance was over, they went back to their corners. That's not bringing people together. And then they say, um, he is the first one to break into MTV or something like that. MTV, right? He's the first black person to open it, you know, get into MTV and open the door. I'm like, and so what does that mean? That's great. 
That means that he united people. I'm like, can you be any nuttier than that? Being on MTV, and MTV, if I'm wrong, someone need to correct me. Doesn't it show some of the worst stuff that you don't even want your kids to see, right? That's right. Isn't that true about MTV? Right. But they are praising that as though that's good. Our words and our dancing and our singing is what's not gonna, it's not gonna change our hearts. It's not gonna cause us to be born again. Do you know that? It, that is not good. We'll call it good, evil, and evil good, and everybody going amen to it. If you want me to do your funeral, I mean, if you want me to lie at your funeral, do not ask me to do it. <laughs> it's best to tell the truth so that people can wake up. The truth is of God. The truth is good, and the truth is what changes your heart. It will bring you to God, not the lie. Making me feel good with a lie is not going to do anything for my soul. Nothing. It's just, uh, you just make me feel good, and that's it. And then they said, Michael Jackson did this song, We Are the World. No. Is it We Are the World? No, We Are the World. We Are the Children. Oh, yeah. And they said, that was a great song. That's why he's good. We Are the World. They sang that song until the cows come home, right? The song wore out. They raised all the money that... You could raise from it, and everybody went back to the corner. It didn't do anything for the soul. It just made you feel like we are the world. And what is that? Nothing. It's just all lies. How do we expect to have a good life with lies? And what I'd like to know from you guys is um, some examples of lies of good versus evil in your own life. Not somebody else's life, but your life. Because if you don't recognize this for yourself, you're not going to get free. This is why God said, become free. This is why God said, know thyself. Know yourself. When you know yourself, I see what the devil be telling me all the time. You know, like, he tell me some weird stuff. It just seems nice, but I recognize that it's evil. Because it's not true. It feels good when he tells me, but it's not true. I'm like, that's not true. That's a lie. That's evil. These little simple things that seem to be good is evil. But the people don't recognize it. They're blind and can't see. This is why you must be born again. You must be born. And you must be born again. And you got to be able to tell the truth. At a funeral, at a wedding. And the truth is fun. Have you noticed that at funerals and weddings, when I do them, I tell the truth. And everybody has so much fun. Have you noticed that? No? Well, wait till I do yours. I did a, a wedding, several weddings and, and funerals, and I told the truth about the person. I remember the last funeral I did, one of the bar member mother died, and I got a chance to meet the mother and talk to her before she died. And she admitted to me that she had destroyed her marriage, that she separated her son from, uh, from his dad, and that she still was angry, even when she was sick. Dying, she was still angry with her uh, ex-husband. And that she was a mean woman. But yeah, she was a Christian woman. She went to church. She did the Bible. And you could tell she was a nice lady. She was funny. And at the funeral, that's what I talked about. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you don't want to be. This sister was mean. She destroyed her husband. She destroyed her marriage. She admitted it. And so you don't want to be that way. Hopefully she had a chance to ask God to forgive her, but she admitted her wrongdoing. 
And she was an example of what we not want to be. But and, and the funeral was so much fun. Everybody laughed. The son kicked up heels, had fun. But it was the truth. But it wasn't done in a mean way. You know, it wasn't put down, degraded. It was just pure, loving truth. And you got to wake up to that. You got to understand that your mind, your heart is wicked. Every one of us, our hearts are wicked. And if you don't watch it, if you don't see it, you think you're giving out love and you're giving out evil. You think just because a person feels good. Michael Jackson's funeral was an example of the dead burying the dead. It was a per- But everybody thought it was so wonderful. We now have a black hero. We now have a black Elvis Presley who was better than Elvis. Elvis. You know, that's what people are thinking. And now the father, Michael Jackson's dad, is... Uh, out there saying that he suspected that Michael Jackson was murdered. Can you get more? And Michael Jackson wrote him out of the will. <laughs> now, maybe he's doing it to get on TV and to raise some money and all that. But that's evil. And no one should go along with this stuff. And they said that Michael Jackson's people who were close to him, they said that the reason he wore long sleeves all the time, because he had holes all over his body, his arms from different shots he was taking because he was addicted to drugs. Why can't they say that out loud and say, look, even though the guy was famous, had all the money, great talent, he still didn't know God. He lives off drugs. He stayed alive by popping one pill or something or needle or something. Wouldn't that type of truth wake you up or make people think or call young people to realize, you know, what am I doing? I'm trying to get what Michael has. This is why God said, don't try to be like other folks. Don't try to get what they got because you don't know where they're getting it from or how they're getting it. But if someone had said that, young people would have paused for a moment and said, you know what, I'm trying to be like Michael. Michael wasn't happy. What am I doing wrong here? But no one would tell the truth. This is good versus evil. And we've got to recognize evil. We think evil, we think the truth, well, most people think, I don't think, but most people think the truth is evil and the lie is good. You lie to your friends, you lie to your family members, you lie to one another. You lie to get a date. You lie to keep the date. You lie to stay away from the date. Just lie, lie, lie. But let me do this. I saw some hands. And what I want is uh, examples. And this is going to be hard because the ego doesn't want you to tell the truth about your own evil. And then I want to read uh, this, this one thing that show you what I'm talking about. Uh, I gave you examples of how to mind can make you believe and see things that are not real, make you make up stories that are not real, and live them out. And, 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 and whatever you believe in, your eyes, start, your physical eyes start to present that to you. And you, you can think that you are afraid of everybody. And, and you find yourself just shy and afraid of everybody. That's wickedness. Insecurity is evil. That's why perfect love cast it out, because it's of the devil. It's the nature of the devil. You got to wake up and see what's going on, folks. You got to come to the light. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I to, um, for personally, what I do is I'll think somebody's thinking something about me. Yes. And I won't ask them about it. I'll just keep it inside and as if it's the truth. And I know, I, I know that I have that side of me that's crazy, that wants to either hate you or you hate me. Yep. 
keep that alive. I know I have that. And then once you believe that, you start treating that person or those people as though it's true. Yeah. You just, you can't help yourself. Even to, you know, to be wrong and to apologize. Yeah. But I was going to, I wanted to say something else. It's my cousin, you know how you talk at funerals? Yes. Well, my cousin had a funeral for his mom. And, well, it was a memorial service at his home. But he did the same thing that you do. And I was so shocked. It was years and years ago. Yeah. But I was so shocked his mom died of lung cancer. <laughs> and they, he had a guy there, a friend of his, that um, gave a little talk about his mom in real terms. I mean, I just loved it in a way, you know, because I'd never heard that before. There is something refreshing about the truth. Especially if you're coming from a person, whether man or woman, who is of the truth. You know, they, they, yeah. their intent is not to hurt, but just to help by yeah. telling the truth. There's something so... Ref yeah. <coughs> Can you imagine what would have happened if those people had gone up there and just, in love, told the truth about Michael Jackson and said, this is what you don't want to be. Fame cannot bring peace. You know, fame cannot bring happiness. This man never got over his traumas from his father and mother. You know, this, can you imagine the impact that that could have had on the world? Because he, now some people would have still become angry about it because they love lies. But a lot of people who are seeking truth would have been like, wow, this is refreshing. We don't hear that kind of, we used to hear this before My when I was growing really up. He loved his mom and, yeah. and he has a good life today. And he, he tells the truth to people. You know, it hurts a lot, but he tells it, and uh, he, it's, he's nice to be around for that reason, I think. But then it's in you to do it, too, if yeah, you can understand. I, I power, right? One thing about understanding that you have a wicked heart, you start not to trust your heart at all. The world teaches us to trust the heart. Don't you hear that a lot? Oh, no, trust the heart. Go with your heart, baby. Just where's the heart in, honey? But it, it's not, don't trust the heart. The heart is wicked. The heart is a lie. Yes. I did want to say, you know, I said in some meeting about black women being mean and stuff, but they're pretty honest. But they're just, I, sometimes I think they go a little too far, but they're, like Mary is pretty right <laughs> on about me, you know, what she sees about me, but it's like, I don't know, it's like... Uh, but the problem I, is they're not honest about themselves. Yeah, they're not. It's honest. easy to be honest about somebody else, but it's easy to be honest about yourself. Yeah. That's where the problem is. Yeah, black women, are, they'll tell you the truth. They will. If it's to help you or kill you, they'll tell you the truth <laughs> about <laughs> yourself, but not about themselves. That little knife, you know, yeah. knife in you and stick it in you. That's right. And that's where the problem is. So I have learned a lot about myself from Mary, but I'm a bigger coward than ever. You're a big coward? A big coward about, you know, speaking up to her. And yeah. I used to speak up to people all the time, but I don't speak up anymore hardly. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And the only thing I can say is just suffer. I know. Just I suffer know. and die. Then it, we'll have a funeral and we'll lie about you. <laughs> and we'll say, Susan wasn't. She wasn't a coward. <laughs> she, <laughs> she would speak up. Every time Mary got on her, she spoke up. <laughs> Susan was wonderful, not a coward. And everybody will share some tears. We'll have some chicken and collard greens and go home and just get fed off the lie we told. 
you got to, this is not a, this is why we're losing in the world, because the world is of lies. Yes, John. Did you have your hand there? Yeah, well, a couple, couple of things. Uh, <clears throat> for instance, if I were, if I would have to, for instance, let, let's assume my dad died. Well, better yet, my mom died, okay? And everybody's gathered right there at the graveside, a whole bunch of people around. Uh, you know, there's that, uh, uh, I don't know, it's hard for me to put it in words, but it would be tough for me to say that, even though, uh, that, you know, I, I know how my mom lived, and I know, I know her issues and all this, and uh, everybody would just get upset if I were to really speak the truth. And in other words, so it's you like, would be a like, you are, like you are compelled uh, not, I mean, you are compelled to say nice things about the people that, uh, the person that is laying in that uh, coffin right there, okay? Yeah. yeah it's, it's so you would be afraid because of what the people would think or because of your relationship with your mother, to tell the truth? More so what the people, I mean, in other words, one, for one, it's not expected at all. So what, what would you be afraid of? To be told at a funeral. It's not, it's not expected. No, but what would you be afraid of? Not to tell afraid. the truth about your mother because of your relationship and you didn't about want to hurt her? About the people. You would be afraid of their reaction toward yes. you. I understand that. Yes. Oh, okay. A lot of people lie for that reason. Yes. You know, they think people are going to walk out, I guess, or get mad at them. A lot of preachers lie for yes. that. Where the preachers don't want to offend anyone anyway because it doesn't pay. So they're not going to tell the truth. For, for the most part, you never really hear the whole truth or the truth that would be beneficial to everyone present here. You hardly ever hear it. Maybe never. Hardly I, ever. I wonder, did Jesus ever do a funeral? Anybody know? No. So he never did bother with the dead, huh? Wow, I love that. Well, he did. No more funerals for me. <laughs> I know he brought the dead to life. Brought him back from that, you know, death to life. But I don't ever remember him getting, you know, paid a hundred dollars to go do a funeral. <laughs> did he? Did Jesus ever do it? What's your name? Michael. Michael. Did Jesus ever do a funeral anywhere in the Bible? He went to a funeral service. I don't think so. The two things I noticed about Jesus that he did not do. He did not do a funeral service, and at the end of a church service, he didn't open the doors up so the sinners could come down to be saved. Have you noticed that, Mary? I mean, uh, Mary. Rue, be real. He never said, well, at the end of the service, the doors of the church is open. If you heard this message, you believe this message, some come down and you shall be saved. It, it, that's not in the Bible, right? No, never did. You know what he did? He went and spoke the truth, and the people who heard the truth were saved, and he went his way. That's what, that's what he did. He didn't open up a church door so they could join or he didn't give 20 Bible uh, 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 salvation classes so that they can learn how to be saved. He just, they, he, they heard the truth and they were born again and he went their, his way and they went their way. And they became a witness to what had happened to them. Isn't that so simple? Yeah. It didn't cost anything. <laughs> you didn't have to study the Bible to be saved. You didn't have to uh, get a uh, certificate at the end of the session that said you were saved. You just heard the truth and you were saved. 
that's the way it is. It's just so simple, but it's so messed up now. It's so rote. It's so something. It makes it difficult to be born again. Because you got all these guidelines now that you got to follow. You got to come down to the church and repeat after me. I believe Jesus was the Son of God. I believe Jesus died and rose again. I believe that if I believe I shall be saved, now I'm saved. Isn't that madness? Christ didn't do that. And we're supposed to be following the Bible. That's not in the Bible. Am I, and we have a lot of Bible people here. Is, is that in the Bible? No. So where did that come from? They said. After Christ. They what? That happened after Christ. It kind of remind, yeah, it happened after he died, right? But it kind of reminds me of after you die and everybody want to take your stuff. <laughs> you know how the family start fighting over your stuff after you die? They all split up because they didn't get the house. They didn't get your money. They, <laughs> they didn't get the insurance. But the devil has played a trick, a terrible, terrible, terrible trick on us. He made you see evil as good and good as evil. Yes, sir. So add one thing is that uh, uh, <clears throat> I noticed myself today uh, when Robert and I, uh, you know, for instance, go someplace, uh, uh, go to a restaurant. Uh, I many times pay for his uh, food, and uh, what I really saw, uh, you know. Well, he's my son, you know. I want no more free meals to, after this, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait. Hold on. Shh. Wait. And, uh, and that, you're going to get a free meal. I'm just kidding. Hold on. <laughs> he's not done, no. Hold on. Look. You're here. Let me say one thing, Robert. I'm not talking about you at all. I'm talking talk about himself. Oh. I'm talking about me. Not don't, don't act like a little female ready to defend yourself. Okay. In any case... <laughs> That's evil. Is, you know, he is, he is uh, you know, he's my son, you know. I mean, I uh, want to help him. It's all wrong. Yes. It's completely wrong. And why is you know? it wrong? Because I'm not really a man when it comes to that. You know, to, to be a real father, to be a real man, I wouldn't do that. And how did you think that you were helping him by always paying for the meal? But well, you know, in other words, uh, it wasn't really such a, really a conscious thing, you know. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, I mean, I, I was just doing that, and uh, and him. And that is evil. It is. It's absolute evil. It is absolute. And, and why, so that people know, why is it evil? Because the average person would think, well, the father paying for the meal, nothing wrong with that. Why is that evil? Uh, it's the wrong help. Yes, it, absolutely. In words, and, and not only that, and I'm not really the father that I ought to be. Yes, sir. Okay? Perfect yeah. example. Yeah. Real good example. Because what it does, it causes him to be dependent. He starts to rely on that. Right. And he's not learning how to give and take. Life is about giving and receiving. It's not just about taking. And, and if you're taking him out to meal and paying for his meal every, every time, He's not learning how to give back to you. He's not opening himself up to receive. Right. right. I remember once we went out to lunch with Robert because of what you had done to him, and it was a birthday party for one of the other guys, right, at a restaurant. 
And Robert thought we were going to pay for his meal. It was because we told him about it. It was time to pay up. He's like, well, do I have to pay? I'm like, yeah, you have to pay. But he's, you spoiled him that way. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I'm actually spoiling him by doing that. And that is evil. Because you take away from the person's, uh, you take the opportunity away from your son, your daughter, to grow spiritually. That's right. To learn the art of giving and receiving. And right. that is evil. I see so many parents spoiling their kids nowadays. I want to make sure they have what I didn't have. And they're spoiling their kids, not knowing that they're doing evil to them. They're creating evil. They're, a tough life is better than a spoiled life. Because at least you learn to depend on yourself. But when you spoil these kids to make sure that they don't get, that they get more than what you had. Like getting more than what you had is a big deal. Then you are evil. You're passing evil onto your children. You absolutely are passing evil onto them. When you teach your kids to work while growing up, being independent, allow them to express themselves and be free, that's love. That's good. Because once they grow old, then you can be proud as a parent, father, mother. Because you have taught your child the right way. They're now independent. They're not, Robert is addicted to money because of that reason. He's so tight with money, it makes your hair curve. He, he, to lose a dime is like, like losing his heart. He, because you didn't teach him the art of, of giving and receiving. So every little dime you got to hold on to, he hold on to it and don't let anything else come in freely. He wasn't taught to give and take, give and receive. That's evil. Absolute evil. And, and when these kids grow up as adults, you don't, you don't want to be around. You're sick of them. Because you got to take care of them. You got to think for them. You, you're still feeling pain for what you've done. It's awful. So you're right. That's a good example. But that's how the evil heart works. And it makes you think you're doing something good because it's your child. It's evil. That's exactly right. Yeah. You see, you think, you think you're being a, a good parent, well, you help them out and you know, yeah. give them here a little bit and there. But it's totally wrong. Totally wrong. It's best to teach them rather than constantly give it to them. Yes. Tell them how to do it or let them struggle. I have a, a, one of my granddaughters. I don't hear from her until she wants money. I know her call now. So I, I finally said to her, you know what? You only call when you want money. You're never going to have a good relationship with me like that. No, I don't, Grandpa. Yes, you do. And the evil thought was telling me, oh, don't say that to her. You're going to hurt her heart. I said, this is not the way to live. You got to learn to earn your, your way. And I'm easily turned off when you try to take my money. <laughs> Grandpa won't like you for that. And her parents never said that to her. They tried to make sure she get everything they didn't have. And now she's far rotten. That's evil. I saw your hand, and then I'm coming back over this way. In there. Oh, I don't have a comment about what's going on right now. I was going to comment about the Michael Jackson thing. Oh. So, forget it. Okay. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I, I have a question. I understand your point um, with children. However, is it always necessary to, um, let's see. Everybody has something different to give. And so if I'm taking my child to, to dinner, for instance, and I, I pay because whatever reason, um, and that child may give in a different way, 
isn't that still teaching that child to give? That child may, may cook, you know, at, at another time, or that child may um, buy something else for me. They may not buy that, you know, give that meal. We may go out to lunch once a month or something. And, and for the six, first six months, maybe I'm the one that's giving. Well, that. smart, never do that. But there's other reasons. What my question is, there are other ways to give. Right. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so just because I pay for lunch, you know, once a month, doesn't mean that that child is not giving. It's okay to teach that child to, to give in other ways. That child may be taking another one of the children out to lunch. You know, it may be more than one child, or they're taking grandma out to lunch, or they're... Well, they're I'm not going to take else. anybody to lunch for six months and pay. <laughs> I'm a... I'm a <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, we're going to lunch, but you're paying this time. It, no, you, they, if you, you know, she needs to do it, I, I too. I understand. You know, I, I go to my, with lunch with my daughter every other month, I mean, every month, and every other month, yeah. you know, we pay. However, my question is, uh, there are other ways to There are other ways of giving, yes. And, and Absolutely. Giving. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yes, ma'am. But they need to learn it in all ways. In all ways. Right. Not just one way. And it not, it's not common sense to pay for the meal six months in a row, every other week or whatever. It's nice that she knows, she, let's say she's not working, she's getting money sometimes, she can save up for it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the, uh, if she can't afford to go out that month, make her pay for it, I mean make a meal. Say, okay, you, you stay home today and you make the meal. You gotta teach your kids. See, when you are, when you are uh, putting out, you're leaving yourself empty so something else can come in to fulfill that. It's a, a planting and receiving kind of a thing. And a lot of parents, a lot of parents are not doing that with their kids now. And with other people too, like with his son. He should, be, he should make his son pay, sometimes at least. Or go to lunch by yourself. Isn't that right, Rob? You wanted to defend yourself, what do you want to say? Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I've completely changed in that department, okay? What department? Completely changed. Okay? Oh, you've been paying for the lunch too? I've been paying, absolutely, like uh, last weekend, okay? I took them out to, uh, you see, these uh, restaurants. I paid for, you know, the lunches and dinner yeah. and stuff at uh, Sizzler and stuff. I've completely changed in that. Well, he's talking about his heart. He wasn't talking about yours. And he wasn't blaming you for it. Okay. Because, I mean, I. You were looking at how. Are you, his heart plays on him and make him think that he's doing something good. Right. Well, I used to, you know, take advantage of him. There's no doubt about that. That's what they were doing. Advantage of him. Yeah. I used to, I mean, in my early life and stuff. But I see myself as see how he, see how the evil see the evil in that. The father thought he was doing something as a father yeah. that was good to help his child, but because what he was doing was evil in the way that he was doing it, he taught his son to be evil by setting him up so now he take advantage of him. Yep. He couldn't help but take advantage. And that's what kids do to parents right. when you do that kind of stuff to them. You make them take advantage of you. You absolutely make them. And then that's evil. There's nothing good about that. But at the time, it seemed, I'm a parent. I have the money. It seemed like the right thing to do. Yep. But you set them up to become evil too. Isn't that like amazing? But the world said, oh, parents are supposed to do that. Why do you let your kids suffer? I want to let my child suffer. Yes, you do. God let us suffer. If we don't have any food, he just sit there and drink his cafe mocha with Jesus. 
<laughs> and made you go around and beg somebody else for their food or steal it. <laughs> and he just sitting there looking at you, drinking his cafe mocha. He let you suffer until you finally say, hey, I'm going to go and earn it. And you'll go and knock on somebody's door and say, I am hungry. Can I take your trash out for a piece of bread? You now open it up to start getting better in life. That's good. Let me take this young man here. And here. Yes, sir. A lot of times when parents do that to their kids, they, they kind of stunt their growth. And they're actually teaching. Not kind of, they absolutely do. They're teaching that kid not to think yes. anymore. They get yeah. to a certain point and they stop, they stop thinking. And also, um, the kid that does, that person that does come from the bottom, he usually goes way further than his parents anyway. Every time. That's why, if, if you notice with a lot of people who are millionaires, who are wealthy people, you listen to their story, stories, they worked hard. They started from the bottom with nothing. Mm -hmm. And they worked very hard. They, a lot of times they don't even have degrees. It's just that they had to suffer through it. And it made them get to where they wanted to go. That's love. That's not evil. Your parent is doing you a favor, really, when they don't give to you. They're really doing you, they're showing you love, even if that's not their intent. But that's, they're doing you a favor by making you uh, struggle. I can't believe the time is up. And I got to really answer that question about how do you stop this? Yes. Uh -huh. I was gonna say, I think that, uh, you know, parents know when they're doing this stuff to their kids because if you've got a kid that is not selfish or a decent kid, they're gonna offer, they're gonna say, Mom, you know, let me do it this time, whatever. But parents know when their kids don't offer. What I wanted, what I wanted to do today, though, is just talk to people people out there and you about the evil, can you see the evil in your own heart? You know, I don't really want to point at somebody else because you're operating in evil in so many ways and don't even know it. And I want you to know what it is. I want you to be able to recognize it so that when you do see it out there, because you can recognize it within yourself, it protects you from it. You don't go along with it. Because the worst thing you could do is go along with a lie because you go along with evil. So, can you tell me? Yeah, I was, I was getting, I was getting. Yeah, we only had 10 minutes. So. What I was going to say is that um, I've seen when people offer things to me, I can definitely see that. Um, you know, if you pull it away, somebody gives you something and you pull it away, you can definitely see you kind of have a need for it. Your story's not clear. Um, give me an example of what you mean. An example. Um, I can't think of an example right now, but I can relate to uh, what you're saying about parents doing stuff for their kids and then their kids getting spoiled and being selfish. And, yes. Yeah, relate to that. Yes. Okay. So you see that yourself like that? I don't see myself like that. I can oh, see you myself. see everybody else. I can see myself <laughs> do that to my, my kid. Oh, but you don't do it. Well, you know, do You've it. not spoiled your son. I mean, I have. I'm, I'm, so I see that. Oh, I thought you said you started the temptation to do it, but you had not I done mean, it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've stopped. Oh, but you did spoil them. Yeah. That's evil. Yeah. yeah. And then once you spoil them and then you try to stop, then they go insane. The kids are ready to beat you up because you have set them up. You have introduced them to evil. Let me take this young lady. I don't know how you question. I don't know how you, you can't question if you're about to make the... I, I, I get real caught up in my head. You're easy, you know, analyze things. Oh, okay, so you can't question it. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm just... Is it good to question if you're doing good or evil? I think so. You think so? 
And what do you mean by you think so? Why do you think it may be good? Because I guess you. I guess it causes you to not to think about what it is that's going on. How old are you? 26. Oh, I can't hardly hear you. Why are you speaking so low? No. I'm sorry? Are you shy? No. Oh, okay. I can't hardly hear you. No, I said I think it just causes you to um, to think about what it is that you're doing that you're saying. Oh, okay. I like what you said, Sharon. I, I got something to read about that. That's really, it stuck with me when you said it. Yes, ma'am. I, I try to, to deal with it. If I have to think about it, then it's not right. Because it, 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 if it's right, I'll do it automatically. Oh, okay. If I have to think about it, I, I try to do that with a lot of things. If I think about it, then I need to go the opposite way. You didn't leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's a good way. But uh, there's a better way even than that. Yes, sir. Okay. As far as looking at the evil myself, whenever I face uh, uh, face my anger, my anger, my attitude, or uh, my or face a temptation, there's only one point. Uh, one point. Uh, I'd like to ask myself one question: Do I really? I ask myself: Do I really want this or need need this in this moment of my life? Will it make me any happier or better, better person than what I am now? Because if it did, I would. Um, if it did, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even bother thinking about uh, about it. I guess that. Uh, I guess when I look at look at ja uh, Michael's uh, Jackson's death, the only thing that really shocked me was his age. We're both fifty. Yeah, he had more resources than I'll ever to live a good long okay. life than I'll ever I can't get into that right now because I'm running out of time, and I just really want to stay on this good, evil thing. That's what and I how try. we need to see it in our That's what I try to say in a nutshell. I always ask myself. Well, that's a big nutshell. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. In a nutshell, I always <laughs> ask myself, do I really want, uh, if I face any um, situations or issues in my head in life, I keep watching, watching, and ask myself, right. do I really need this in my life? I'm gonna make it a little easier than that. We have three minutes left. Um, yes, sir. Did you have your hand right now? I did. Um, you know, I've I've learned that um, there, there's an old saying that you don't want to give people fish; you want to teach them how to fish. Uh, you really need to learn that. Yeah. You can't even give them the fishing pole and then teach them how to fish. That's right. You even got to. You even got to tell them how to get the fishing pole. You don't even want to give them anything. You would know well, that. You don't want to give a single thing to. You would know that better than anybody. Better than Let me give you some examples of evil because I'm running out of time here. Uh, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> examples of evil is when we lie to one another, when we lie to ourselves, when we take the innocence of our children by imposing our will upon them, you, you take, a lot of parents take away the ability of their children to discover. They're, they're teaching them everything to do and say and how to act and all this kind of stuff. That's evil when you do that because you cause them to become dependent on someone else always teaching them. Um, and I'm rushing, so forgive me for that. Uh, I wrote this down. What am I? Oh, 
I heard a sad, 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 sad story the other day. And I've seen this happen as a black man. I've seen this happen in the black communities all my life. When you are 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, <laughs> your mother tells you that you're going to be a preacher. And they said, boy, one day you're going to be a preacher. And, and then they start sharing the Bible down your throat. And they start praising you for saying little nice things, convincing you that you're going to be a preacher. That is evil. Can you imagine doing that to a child? A child is so subject, so innocent, and so subject to the parent. And you tell that child at six, five, and six years old that you're going to be a preacher. You've just taken away what God would have them to do because they're going to believe you. And now they're, I had a, I had a, 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 a child tell me, a, I, think, I think this child about seven now, six or seven, tell me that his mother told him that he was a sinner. So when he prayed, he got to ask God to forgive him for his sins. At seven years old, that's evil. Can you imagine that? That broke, I almost cried over that. It broke my heart to hear that. So now this child is dealing with that at the age of seven years old, that he is a sinner and he needs to pray to God. He pray at night, God, forgive me for my sins. That's evil. And it's happening in churches. That's evil. Um, uh, when parents lack patience, when you lie at funerals, all those things are examples of evil. But then there are many, many more because the devil is always working overtime with your, through your evil heart to make you see and believe and act out things that are not true. How do you stop it? That was the perfect question. The way, there is not but one way to stop it. And God said that you must be born again. You must be born again. You must separate from the darkness of your imagination. You must forgive so that you can come into the light and then you can see that even your enemy could have possibly changed. But if you hold on to anger, if you hold on to unforgiveness, and you, you're going to live in the darkness of your imagination, and you cannot see reality around you because the light is not shining so that you can see. So the way to stop it is you've got to forgive and you need to be still and know God so he can allow you to see yourself. He can bring you out of your imagination so you can see the wickedness of your heart and be protected from it and see the wickedness of other people's hearts so that you don't accept the lie. You got to be still and know him. You, got, you cannot see what I'm talking about if you have any bitterness in your heart at all. You're not going to be able to see it. You've got to forgive. And as you forgive, God will forgive you. Then you can start seeing, yes, my, my dad used to do this to me. It still looked like he was doing and saying the same thing, but it's not the same. His heart has changed. It's not the same. But I'm overreacting to that because I'm still angry and I can't see what's going on. You've got to have a pure heart. You, gotta, you, you must be born again. That's the only way out. you got to you got to uh, come out of the imagination, which is of your father, the devil, which is of the prince of darkness, and come into the light of God, which is pure love. And the love is light, and light allows you to see yourself in others. Otherwise, it's just going to go on and on and on and on and get worse. And then, uh, oh, Lord, come on up here, because I want you to read that for me. 
Oh, I'd like you to read it from here. Um, when Sherry said that you have to question, you cannot question evil or good because you cannot recognize it on your own. If you question, the devil's going to answer. He really will. He'll confuse you. But if your eyes are open, your inner eyes are open, you never have to question because you can always see. And like you were saying, if you don't see what to do, just don't do anything. If you've got to question your thoughts yourself, then the devil is with you. Just think, God knows all things. He allows you to see why you need to question. That make sense? Yes. Okay, read here, dear Lord, for me. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9, start here, and I think I want to stop there. Verse 1 all the way down to, what's that? Four. A 4 to 4. Loud and clear. Yes, I have applied myself to all this and experienced all this to be so. That is to say that the upright and the wise with their activities are in the hands of God. We do not understand either love or hate where we are concerned. Both of them are fertile, futile, sorry. And for all of us is reserved a common fate for the upright and for the wicked for the good and for the bad, whether we are virtually pure or not, whether we offer sacrifice or not, it is the same for the good and for the sinner, for someone who takes a vow as for someone who fears to do so. This is another evil among those occurring under the sun, that there should be the same fate for everyone. The human heart, however, is full of wickedness, folly lurks in our hearts, throughout our lives until we end among the dead. But there is hope for someone still linked to the rest of the living. Be, better be a live dog than a dead lion. Thank you. <laughs> you cannot judge good or evil. You, you have to see good or evil as God has presented it to you. Our hearts are wicked. You can't trust the heart. And it's best to be alive so you can yet have a chance to come into the light than to be a dead, tough guy. All right? I'm sorry I can't take any more hands, but you've got to drop your anger. You must forgive uh, so that you can be born again. We need a new nature. Thank you for tuning in, and I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, Visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.